what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that this really helps Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in conversation that takes our walk with God to the everyday, ordinary parts of our lives. Today, we have Pastor Kyle Nelson. Hey, everybody. And myself, Jackie Cobble. Um, and we are here today to hang out with you. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> we're going to talk some theology. I think, you know, this conversation, this space to have this podcast Beyond Sunday is is so important. And I think growing up, for me, as a church kid, um, I, I I started getting interested in theology in kind of late high school, um, and the the older I've gotten, the more I've realized just its importance in our life. And mm-hmm. um, for me, I think I was turned off from it in many circles because of it was real disconnected to our daily life. And I think the heart of theology is not just for us to grow in our knowledge of God, but it's actually lived out in our actions, right? And in our love for Jesus. Um, And and sadly, uh, many who come out of, you know, seminaries that are not connected to the local church, that are not practicing ministry, uh, are just very head knowledge. And so keeping our, our, our life into... Um, you know, just growing in the knowledge of who God is, right? That's what yes. theology is, the study and the knowledge of who God is. So we're going to do that today and hope to just keep mm-hmm. it grounded in daily life and yes. in our relationship with God <laughs> and why it really matters. Um, so this past week, we kicked off a series on the Holy Spirit um, called The Overflow. Woohoo! Um, and I threw out this idea that's been thrown around for a long time, that's been used, that... Um, Really, the Holy Spirit is just the the love of God, just between the Father and the Son, just overflowing into the earth. It's just kind of a a cinematic, dramatic way to <laughs> describe um, the Holy Spirit's just outpouring that God had promised uh, through the prophet Joel. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about that, talk about um, yeah. theology and practice, and really just not just the Holy Spirit, but really Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Absolutely, I'm I'm excited. This is. This is kind of some of my favorite types of conversations, <laughs> and and um, I think we're going to get a lot out of it. And I think when we think about how our mind works, you know, God created our mind to think. He gave it to us for a purpose. And so thinking is super important for us. Yeah, He wouldn't have given us a mind that thought and processed like it does without wanting us to use it, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't do anything on accident. And so this is an opportunity for us to think together, but also to see how it comes together in order for us to make him known in yeah. the earth, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I really, um, I'm thinking about just Deuteronomy chapter six, um, right now of, you know, the Jewish Shema and it's just, you know, mm. hero Israel, the Lord, our God is yes. one. You shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart heart mind mind and, and, and strength, strength my, yeah. My, yeah there's a yeah. few different times it comes up yes <laughs> and soul gets added might strength yes. it gets translated into different things so um but it's uh, and i think so many people we will a lot of people will come to church and they check their mind at the door you know some people will come 
um, and walk out of church and they kind of, they check their physical bodies as they exit. Like, oh, this is just spiritual. Um, it doesn't involve my spirit, my physical body at all, right? It's just in my mind. It's just in right. my heart. And God's like, nope, I, I want you to love me with all of it. He's told the thing to Israel. He told um, that to Israel there. Um, they would daily pray that prayer multiple times a day. Um, and then when they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Yes. He said, love the Lord God with all your heart. Mind, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mind, heart, soul, and strength. He says it again. Um, and so we, we want to be able to do that. So let's take that conversation. So we're going to talk about the Trinity. Yes. Right. So where do you want to, where do you want to start here, um, on this big conversation of the Trinity? <laughs> so, okay. So let's start with, can the Trinity be explained in simplistic form? Well, let's explain what the Trinity is for yeah, those yep. that have no idea what we're, we're talking about. The Trinity is, is really a, the Christian belief that God is one yet has, three distinct personal natures or, or, or um, personal distinctive reflections in our life. Right. Um, and, you know, so, or it can be described the other way that the three persons of make up one God, <laughs> yes. you know, make yep. up one God that it's not polytheism that we're talking about here. We're talking about monotheism. Right. There's one God, um, but the God of the Bible. And so we'll, we'll kind of unpack that a little bit. So you're, so that's what, Trinity is Father, yes. Son, Holy Spirit, yep. three in one. Uh, so your question was around: Can we just can we describe? Is there a simplistic way to describe the makeup of the Trinity? Or yeah, not as <laughs> other than what I just did. It doesn't you know yeah, get that's as, uh, yeah that's much, as simple as it gets. Much simpler <laughs> than that, but I think. It doesn't give us much for understanding. No, I think that's kind of what not. is the essence of your question. Yes, is, yes. <laughs> you know, how can we actually easily understand? And I think to your your point, your question, not easily understood. No. Well, and I want to start this. I want to start this conversation with, no matter where you are, no matter your depth of understanding yeah. in this conversation, you you are welcome to be here mm-hmm. and do not feel like you have to fully comprehend everything that's being said. No. I, I am pastor of this church and I don't fully comprehend all that God is. And I think that's where it starts is this humility. Yes. That um, God in, in his infinite you know, purity and holiness and righteousness and truth and all that he is, um, has invited us to know him. Yes. Yes. You know, and he's continually, mankind has not revealed God. The news (laughs) has not revealed God. The preacher has not revealed who God is. God has revealed who God is. Yes. Amen. Since the dawn of creation, he's done that in so many ways, um, that we probably won't get into, Right <laughs> today, um, but you know we call some of those natural revelation and some of those special mm-hmm. revelation. Natural revelation being creation itself. Yes, um, God's revealing Himself through creation. Romans talks about yep. that. That that all the earth is just kind of crying out, yes. pointing like so that nobody's without excuse. Like, oh mm-hmm. no, God never showed it to me. Nobody appreciated me. No, like creation itself is yes. pointing. Every bit of the world. This didn't of happen on accident. Yeah, of God's glory. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and so, yeah, we're invited in to know who God is. So I'm thankful you you said that. But the reality is 
metaf- every metaphor we'll come <laughs> up with, anyone I've ever tried to use to just help us grasp with it has fallen it falls massively short. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're not, no human metaphor can describe God. (laughs) He's beyond anything else, anyone else. And so everything's going to fall massively short. Absolutely. Um, I, I think of some of the illustrations I've used in the past or metaphors of, you know, it's like time, you know, <laughs> time as past, present, and future. Yeah. Right. It's three distinct kind of um, distinctives there, but one essence, time. Yeah. Um, we've talked about water in the yeah. past and, you solid, know, it's liquid, liquid solid, gas. gas. But even with that, those <laughs> illustrations, the water's not liquid, solid, gas all in one essence. It's three right. different. Exactly. It's not a ball of, you can't have, you can't have the solid right. without it and and liquid and you know i mean you can yeah. f- for maybe a moment but uh, you know twin, but those things could exist at all times together i, I think it was Aug- we're talking about God. i think it was augustine who talked about like twins even who you know like identical twins have the same dna so when we start talking about father son and holy spirit um having the same character and qualities and being of this, like you know they have the same nature but even still they're Two different bodies, two different minds, <laughs> yeah. two different, ar- you know, That's... two sets of arms and that. Huh. Um, so you don't hear that one as used as much, but it's probably better than the others, to be honest, yeah. just because it's identical. and Because they are the same. DNA. Um, they are different. Yeah. <laughs> it, and we see, you know, the, the New Testament, we see the divinity of... Um, the Son and the Spirit revealed more directly. Right. In the Old Testament, we have tons of references and, um, you know, some theologians will even call these like hints, like (laughs) these little hints that we see that are pointing us towards Trinitarian theology. But again, if we have to remember, oh, so why was it like that? Well, we actually talked about this, I think, in Casket Empty um, at the very beginning and and maybe even in in our series on how to read the Bible. Yeah, Pastor Todd might have gotten into this a little bit. Um, I don't remember. But um, again, when God called Abraham, Abram at the time, it was coming out of a polytheistic culture. Mm-hmm. So beginning with this idea of one God. Yeah. If he would have came out and started talking about Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Outright. There would have been too much. People wouldn't have understood it. Right. It, it would have been too similar to that. And, and we can make sense in our finite minds god knows much more clearly <laughs> why he chose to do it in the way that he did but we can begin to see oh that makes sense so we see hints of right the plurality of god in his one nature um and it's it's quite interesting even like we see it in genesis 1 when god says let us make man in our image yes. you know there's in this our image he created them yeah, yeah. Um, even in, I think it's Psalm 110 in which, um, the psalmist says, the Lord said unto my Lord, <laughs> it's God's talking to God. Like yeah. there's this inner <laughs> relationship within God. Yeah. And we, obviously we see so much prophecy, um, toward Christ, Absolutely. um, in, in the old Testament. Well, um, and then there's other moments like in Daniel and just moments where you see like a physical representation of God. And it's like, how, how do we how is this in the Old Testament if God wasn't these things, you know? Well, and 
and I think I think that's a good pivot point for us to begin to talk about God's nature um, and His character yeah. that we see displayed in all three persons of the Holy Trinity: Absolutely. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The character, the character is the same. They are of the same essence with three distinctive personal natures: um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and that God's you know, I think there's a lot of ways we could break these down. We could talk about um, his, like God's, I guess, just eternality um, there, I think is one way that we can begin to talk uh, about just the, the nature of God. Um, but I, I think I actually just, it's funny, we, we got to talking about the Trinity, and I was like, I've actually been writing a lot on the Trinity. Yeah. Um, here lately and really understanding God's character can probably just be broken down into like understanding he is unique among other gods. Yes. You know, there's a unity in God, but there's also diversity yeah. in God. And so the uniqueness, unity and diversity, I think are three really defining factors about the character of God that other things can be kind of dropped under those headings to yeah. know, okay, who, who is this God? Um, so yeah, so I think that's, that's one, one place we can, you know, begin to start when we talk about his uniqueness. Um, you know, we're, we're talking like that. There's, there's none other like him. Right. You know, Absolutely. And, and when God is introducing himself, you know, and, Mo, and Moses is like, who, who should I say that you are to these people? Like they want to know who's this God we're yeah. <laughs> worshiping. <laughs> I mean, I just love the ignorance there. Yeah. You know, it's like they're literally, <laughs> that's just where we are in history at the time. Yeah. And God revealing himself, um, which is hard for us to fathom. <laughs> yeah. Like really. Um, but he says, you know, say that I am. Yeah. Who I am. And then he's like, you know, basically like what <laughs> what else? And, <laughs> And he goes, tell them the Lord sent you. And he, he gives them kind of two different names for himself. Yes. But this idea of I am who I am. Um, well, it's almost like a comparative action that God is doing there. He's saying, okay, you have all these gods and and you see, you, you think that they are these things and you think that they have all these qualities, but I am God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, he, he's saying all these lesser gods, all these things that you are worshiping right now, all the things that you think that they are, all the qualities that you think that they hold are inaccurate because I am the one who uh, that contains all of those yeah. things. Yeah. And that I think a lot of what God was saying in that his name, um, Yahweh, mm -hmm. is I'm not who you make me out to be. Like you're mm -hmm. not ascribing qualities to me. That's right. This is, I am who I am. Like you are not, I, I used to love Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, that was his, that was his. I am what I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am what I am. That's right. <laughs> um, and, and that's uh, the name that God gave for himself. You know, yeah. I am who I am. Not who you make me out to be. That's not right. Not who you and so many of us, like, just to get really personal and practical in our own spiritual life, like, we try to make God who we want him to be. Yes, all the time. Just like, you know, they did. I mean, how, how do you see that played out in, in people's lives? Like, 
just personally right now, I think the church, you're not throwing names out, not throwing shade at anybody, but we, we see this played out on a daily basis. You know, people trying to make God into... Well, I mean, we see it in the social justice movement. I mean, just take it on a wider lens. We see it in the social justice movement where we try to, we try to take one thing or another, but we don't want to take the full scope of who God is. So like valuing life, we value one life over another, Mm -hmm. but we like, we we're for the death penalty, but we're pro or against abortion. Like those two things actually don't, but they don't, they don't necessarily contradict one another. You know what I mean? Like they, those two things should go together. So we've neutered biblical justice and made it this social justice that we all think and that has no really foundation in truth. Absolutely. Yeah. Except for what the tides of culture tell us. Yeah. We should think. And we, and I, I mean, I can see it in my own life where like, I'll, I'll get upset over one thing with my kids. And then on the other hand, like, okay, but I'm okay with you watching this crappy show, but I'm I'm upset that you read this book about witches, you know, like things that like pull you back and forth and God's like none of that really really matters in the end like what's the central purpose of what you're doing? Yeah. I think a lot of I see a lot of people just making God out to help them you know with their life like a Oh yeah, absolutely. Like God is a self-help guru, you oh, know, yeah. that can help them live their best life now and i mean isn't that what israel did from <sighs> the beginning yeah yeah um i mean they they went in and said you know i i want i want to be free you know and so god freed him, them mm-hmm. but then as soon as they were free they wanted to find a god that they could like worship yeah. you know yeah, and they wanted so they made an idol that was supposed to be god mm-hmm. but it wasn't god yeah you know they made the golden calf and that was supposed to be the God that brought them out of Israel, but it wasn't the God that brought them out of mm-hmm. Israel. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we just see people taking that same approach, you yeah. know, and, and maybe we need to be reminded in our own life. You know, we don't get to tell God, this is who you're going to be. Yeah. And we, we're, we're learning, we're leaning in and, and say, God, who are you? You know, reveal yourself to me. Um, reveal yourself as father in my yeah. life. And man, a lot of us, like we really, not a lot of us, like we all really need to to really discern that and really seek God as our heavenly father. Cause we have just so many, you know, um, our, our, our father's best attempts as we're talking about <laughs> this whole thing, our, our father's best attempts are no way in comparison to our heavenly father. Yep. Um, the way they love us as best as they are able to and know how. Mm-hmm. Um, God loves us infinitely more. And yes. so to have a real pure picture of the love of the father and, and our adoption there. And, um, you know, furthermore, like in Christ, yeah. you know, um, coming to, to know our identity in Christ and not in our skin color or not in our gender or not in our sexuality or mm-hmm. not in our political party or not in our career, right. but like knowing <laughs> Christ and our identity being built in Christ is of the utmost importance. So it's like, who are you? And, and tell me who I am. Yes. Um, well, let, let God dictate my identity, not, mm-hmm. not the world or not yeah. my own desire, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I, coming to understand God's, you know, u- uniqueness, um, that he's not like 
any other God or who we make him to be, but he is who he is, yeah. is I think where we start. And then we, you know, can begin to talk about the unity of God and that there is, yes. there's, there's, they're co-equally God, yes. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, and we can get into how it's best and easiest for us to understand that, you know, whether mm-hmm. to start with God, the Father, yeah. and then begin to talk about the Spirit, the Son, or yeah. we talk about all three and be like, nope, they're one. Yeah. People have tried to, Yes. Yeah. Worth a big conversation for that. But, um, though important. Um, then we talk about the diversity of God and, and how He's the three distinctives. Um, so when we're describing God the Father, like what begins to come to your mind as far as the the, the, the distinctives of what we believe and know about God the Father? Um, justice. Kindness, goodness. Yeah. Um, I think of, you know, loving discipline, you know? I always think about, like, like the will. Yes. You know, oftentimes, like, you know, God's ways, not our ways, and thinking about, like, the will a lot. Yeah. His sovereign rule. Yes. He's the grand planner. He's the one that puts all things into place and, and, you, and sets all things into like yeah, yeah yeah i mean like just father. yeah exactly like i think about what what i would long for in an earthly father mm-hmm. you know he he knows better he he thinks better he understands better he he knows before i step you yeah. know he's got that that om, omniscient quality you know that we are we are forever just yeah. trusting him. Yeah, and I think whether we're a male or female, whether we're a parent or not, um, we're image bearers of God and we're mm-hmm. able to communicate the nature of who God is by how we live. And I think that's such a challenge and such a high bar, but it, it's not done in our own power and our own strength. It's it's coming to know God, you yeah. know, and, and really um, getting to know him as father. Yes. You know, and to trust in his sovereignty. And and the point is not, hey, we're going to now be sovereign rulers or whatever, but now it's like, no, no, we're, we're teaching others of God's sovereign authority. Um, well, we see in God's sovereign authority that it's not, it's not like a governing ruler. He doesn't stand over us and force his will upon us or anything like that. <clears throat> it's, it's kind and it's loving and it's, it's servanthood. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and even in the father, we see that, you know, yeah. it, it's not His faithfulness. It's not stipulated in Jesus. It is, it is in the character of the father mm-hmm. to have that kindness and gentleness and to long for us to be in union with him, but not forcing us into union with mm-hmm. him, you know, because he could have, he could have in the, you know, in, in the time of Israel and Judah and all of these places, like he, he could have forced his will upon the people. Yeah. But yet he still gave them opportunity and chance after chance after chance. Like that's that's something when I think about the father, I think about like my my own father and my own parents and how they they've always been gracious to give opportunity to self correct, to do the right thing, to you know, and I think when I talk to different individuals, um, you know, we have some fathers, the, the, they'll say their father is just extremely patient, almost 
like heavily passive. I would not say my father is extremely patient. <laughs> but, but but yes. <laughs> I, I've found many who like their fathers are just very passive, very patient, mm-hmm. very kind. And, and others who say the exact opposite. And there's everywhere in, in right. between. Um, and we know that, that the father is patient. You know, right. the New Testament tells us, you know, the father is patient, you know, not wanting him to perish, you know. Right. But but we also see the strong <coughs> the strong hand of the Lord that comes against when uh, you know there is no more patience that can be given mm-hmm. without death yeah. you know <laughs> because his ultimate goal is that we that none should perish but all should come to know God you know yeah absolutely um, yeah so my brain's losing track of nope, where we're good. at here we are it's, it's... <laughs> uh, characteristics of the diversity so diversity. Yeah. Yeah. So then we talk about the sun. Yep. We talk about the sun. Like what? I mean, that one ends up being a little bit easier for most people because mm-hmm. we have all these act like these years in the earth and recorded miracles and who Jesus is and this compassion for people and healing. Um, what comes to your mind when we talk about um, the distinctives of the sun? The sun well, distinctives, right? This yeah. Is separating. We, we know there's a lot of overlap, fully, but when we, fully man. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Holy spirit, never fully man except for living yeah, in us, but exactly. Yeah. Um, sacrificial, you mm, know, sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Um, patient. I mean, I feel like patient is one that is a string of, that goes between all of them, but, but different patients, different, yeah. you know, we see it lived out differently. That's the thing is it might be the same character, trait but it's different in each form yeah. you know the pa- the patience that jesus had was different than the patience of the father you know mm-hmm. how the father is patient with us if that makes sense mm-hmm. because he was enduring the same stuff that we endure you mm-hmm. know the same he had to physically be patient on earth and and that gives me like hope that okay God does understand where I'm coming from, <laughs> you yeah. know, like he truly does recognize, you know, it's, it's humanity. Yeah. You know, that he can understand humanity because he embodied it. Yeah. Not to say he couldn't before that, but <clears throat> I mean, and he existed before that. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Eternally existent yes. yet still. Um, John one, one tells us that in the beginning mm-hmm. was the word and the word was God the word was with God. Um, and he came and made his dwelling among us. Yes. So, um, Jesus is the image of God in the earth, you know, that, that we, we received. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm so thankful. Oh my gosh. I'm just so thankful. Yes. Um, for the, the, the time in every picture that we have of Jesus, there's this new mo- like movie series out called The Chosen. Have you started oh, watching this? I have not watched it. I haven't either. Um, but I um, feel like we're in a minority, though. No, we are. A lot of <laughs> a lot of Christians have started watching it and been really good rave reviews. People have really appreciated it. And what I've heard from people, those of you who don't know, it's like this YouTube series that was like <laughs> crowdfunded, yeah, um, by you know some producers and and you know Christians who wanted to to do it. So they're doing their best to to honor the text and on the scriptures, but they're also bringing, I think a, a softer touch of the life of Jesus than may say like the passion of the Christ, well, which that was, one was a little tense. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit intense and, and, I mean, and it's not bad, know, but yeah, really well done. Um, so I'm interested to look into it, but I think what people have said is just, you get a feel for just like 
Jesus's um, not personality, but like his attributes, like his, yeah. these, these pictures of compassion, because so many of the multimedia like displays of God or of Jesus mm-hmm. has been very serious and very, you know, stark right. or the, you know, Carlton Heston, you know, <laughs> look of long yeah. white beard and, and not a Jesus who smiles, yeah. you know, and not a Jesus who, you know, laughs. And, um, as much as he, you know, we, we, we know Jesus wept, you know, we know he, he laughed too. Like yeah. he, he was living life on this earth. Um, mm-hmm. he was enjoying food and talking about yes. things of life, um, with his disciples. So, so I'm interested to, to get into it, but, um, we begin to think of these distinctive qualities of, of Jesus, but um, then the Holy Spirit, and that's the series yeah. we're in now. When we talk about um, the Holy Spirit, what distinctives really you know come to your mind? Distinctive attributes. Um, the Helper, um, kind of the fuel, honestly, the fuel that kind of moves us to in our day to day. Kind and gentle, and um, kind of more motherly, I guess, is more of how I envision the Holy Spirit when I think about him in my own personal life, <laughs> it's that like kindness and goodness and just the warm hug that you need on like, <laughs> that sounds like super. Yeah. Or, or the other side of that too, right. which well, is the conviction yeah, of sin. I, ta- I, I talked about that this yep. past week. Um, but yeah. even, but honestly, at least in my experience, God's correction and conviction have been loving and kind and gracious. Mm-hmm. It is when I manipulate it into a different and I I begin to feel shame over it and I begin mm-hmm. to feel guilt and condemnation. Like those, that is on me mm-hmm. because God is, has always been kind yeah, to me. For sure. <laughs> and I think I'm really glad you said that and because I think a lot of people would say, oh, I don't feel like that way about the Holy Spirit, but I'm glad you said what you just said. And the reason that you're able to say that is because you have a clear picture of the Father. Yes. That's true. And you've really gotten to know Jesus. Yes. Um, and you've seen the nature of who God is. And so when you come to know the un, the Holy Spirit and yes. walk with the Holy Spirit as helper and comforter and mm-hmm. advocate in your life, um, you, you look back and, and you're like, oh, I, I know you're doing this for my good. Right. I, I, I know you're being tender with me. Mm-hmm. This could happen in so many other ways. You could, um, uh, you could cut my legs out from under me yes. here. You could... Um, browbeat me in front of people, yeah. <laughs> you know, so to speak. But um, you've been, you know, you've just been gracious and kind well, and, and that, merciful. That to speaks me. to that Psalm forty that I talked about on Sunday. You know that those. Now I'm going to say it wrong, but those who put, who make God their trust. You know, mm-hmm. I tell my kids all the time. You know, no, you can't do this. No, you know, this was wrong, and here's why. You know, I'm constantly correcting my children, and I tell them all the time, look you know that I love you. And I tell them often that I love them and that they are my children and that there is nothing that can separate like my love for them. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter how they act or respond to things. They're always going to be loved by me. Mm-hmm. And so the other day my I was, I can be kind of short in the way I speak sometimes, <laughs> especially to the people who are super close to me. <laughs> yeah, I think we all can recognize that. Not not with you, but like no, in our own life. No, yeah, of course. Um, and so I said something to 
my oldest and it was kind of snippy not not on purpose just i was doing something and when i'm focused yeah there's just no there's just not a really great way to get me off of it sorry (laughs) if you're listening to this later on in your life i am sorry (laughs) um but so i was talking to she asked me a question i just kind of snapped back and she looks at me and she goes are you mad at me i was like no no, no, not at all. She's like, I didn't think so because it didn't, it didn't seem like you to be mad at me over this, but I wanted to make sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I feel like so often in yeah. our walk with God, we don't turn around and ask God, okay, like, are you mad at me? Cause I kind of feel like there's something, you're kind of mad at me right now. Mm. Whereas if we were ju- to just like, if we felt conviction and then s- condemnation started to come in or shame started to come in, we turned around and started praying and saying, God, are you mad at me? Like, are are you upset with me? Is are you angry with me? He'll lead you to a place where yeah, revealing me. Yeah, yeah search me, search me, God. Yeah, he'll let's... show you that it's not him, that that's coming from somewhere else. Mm. You know, and so often we we don't we don't question those things. We think, oh, I deserve to be condemned. You know, and yeah. that's not. Yeah, I, I think we can, um, you know, look back and. And at times, sometimes that conversation is, oh, you know, it, it leads to, oh, man, I'm looking at God the wrong way. Yep. Or it can go to, um, I'm looking at God the wrong way, but he's also pointing back and he's He's not mad at me, but he's calling me yes. into something. He is trying to prune something in me. He is trying yeah. to correct something um, in me in which I'm, I'm off. And maybe that's my view of him. Maybe that's how I'm living or, or a lie that I've received, um, in some way. So yeah. Yeah. That's a important thing to kind of reflect on our perspective and and how we're seeing God. Yeah. And I mean, and if you want to know who God is, just read through the Psalms, like the Psalms, I think the Psalms just highlight the character of God so much, you know, David in one Psalm can be like, God, I am terrible, all of these things, everything's going wrong. I don't know why you're allowing this, but, you know, I trust you. And then at the end, he's like, I trust you and you are good and you are faithful and you are kind because he knew God, you know, he knew God. Yeah. Even in his failings, he knew God. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to to wrap up our conversation, um, a conversation that we never thought we would get to like a hey now you clearly understand everything there is to know about god but to really um just go a a little bit deeper reflecting on the distinctives of father son holy spirit and that we've been invited into the fullness of god the fullness of who he is and while there's distinctives there's unity um but there's simply there's simply no comparison there's no one like him he's unique that's right Uh, he is who he is um and what a what a joy um to be called a friend of god by faith you know in jesus christ and so uh we love you fathom fam just all over the place (laughs) um hopefully a conversation like this is helpful and it's not just for your head but it's for your heart too um and so just continually pursuing god pursue god for all he is and pursue his fullness in your life yeah we love you guys see you next week like subscribe and share (laughs) please